Hey everybody, welcome to Lil on Life. I'm Lil, a behavioral neuroscientist, psychological health and safety professional, and ICF ACC certified coach. The way I'm going to approach this podcast is in three parts, or multiple parts, but most likely three parts for each concept. The first will focus on stories related to the theme, to translate whatever it is we're talking about to real world experiences and stories. The second will offer a perspective on that concept and an exploration of the evidence base on that topic. And the third will be a practice of the tools we're talking about so that you know how to use them. So thanks for tuning in and being on the journey with me. This is Lil, and you're listening to Lil on Life. Today, we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. And part of the reason we're going to be starting with imposter syndrome is because while I'm really excited to be doing this, I don't 100% know what it is. And there's a voice inside me right now that is saying, then don't do it. It's not going to be good. And admittedly, despite how excited I am to be figuring all of this out and how appreciative I am of everybody that's supporting this and supporting me and giving feedback and all of the positive support that I've received so far, that voice is just there in the background. And it's so strong that I actually had recorded a couple of sessions and I shared them with some people and I got some incredible feedback. And I know I can use that feedback to keep shifting gears and making this better. I'm also hearing the doubt that they create. And it's okay to have doubt and it's okay to have all of that because I know the feedback is going to make this stronger and I know somewhere deep down that this is, it really doesn't even matter because just doing it is a cool thing to be doing, but it's that voice. And it's that voice that says, it has to be perfect. Or what makes you think anyone would want to hear what you have to say about that? And really, the only person that has to be okay with this is me. Because ultimately, the reason I'm doing this is just for me. And I think part of why I'm doing this is to step out of my comfort zone and do something new and learn new equipment and just get to do something that I don't get to do all the time. And if I stay in that imposter syndrome, then I would never be here. And who knows, maybe maybe that's for the better, or maybe that, that actually is just my imposter syndrome creeping out now and showing up as, as me diminishing myself so that I'm managing my own expectations. But it's okay. And I think it's extra okay because in the interest of transparency and vulnerability, which is something I talk about a lot, I think it's okay to say that I'm feeling vulnerable doing this. It is intimidating and yeah, it's it's exciting. And I am already and have already learned so much. And what I'm working towards is just not having to answer the question of, was that okay? Was that good enough? Because just doing is cool too. There's so many ideas that I have, and I think that so many of us have, and things that we think are cool or that we get excited about, and then they just fall away. We either talk ourselves out of them or we're too busy or it feels too big of a goal. And so we just, we just don't because the fear of failure is too big. 
And that imposter syndrome voice just keeps that fear of failure narrative loud and overbearing. And I don't want that anymore because even if I fail, I will have learned something. And if this only has me as a listener, then that's okay too, because I'm ultimately only doing this for me. So that might give you a little bit of how I'm thinking about imposter syndrome. And maybe yours has shown up related to things you've thought about doing or when you start a new position, perhaps, or starting school, starting a new adventure of any sort, really, and just feeling within yourself a feeling like a phony in some area of your life, despite successes that you might have achieved in that area. It's that self-doubt, even in areas where you might be seen to excel, it can feel kind of like a nervousness and it shows up often in the way we talk to ourselves the most. Something that I'm gonna talk about a lot is self-compassion because it is a practice that I am really trying to sit in and get comfortable with. And this podcast is really an expression of that because I am doing something new and I am doing something scary and I, I could fail. And I also am already learning and doing something new. And despite those things that make this scary, I am really trying to stay in the space of celebrating just doing, taking it one small step at a time, really trying to celebrate that one foot in front of the other, every new social media post or episode that gets posted, every time someone interacts with me or shares a comment, that's one more than I had the day before. And I think that's really exciting because it is confronting a difficult inner narrative in me and pushing me to lean into the celebration of it, to lean into being proud of myself for doing something, even though I think I have no business doing this and feeling mortified that people could listen to this or even worse, that maybe nobody does, but that's okay. This really came to life for me recently. Uh, we've been working on this major basement renovation and i it's been going on for over a year at this point. And I remember being wowed when we finally had stairs to go back down to the basement. And I don't think I've ever been so amazed by stairs before. I, I stood there and stared at them and just said, wow, for a while. And I noticed how with each additional milestone as we got framing up and drywall up and tiles and flooring, how every single one of those moments was worthy of celebrating. And now, although it's still a work in progress, and we're doing a lot of the work ourselves, and so certainly for myself, someone who doesn't naturally know how to do these things, a lot of my own imposter syndrome comes up with doing some of this work as well. But I've really noticed how being able to shift into celebrating and noticing the small moments is making it so much more doable and making it easier to curb that inner narrative when it shows up because I'm I'm challenging it with acknowledgement and celebration and that's making it harder for it to be so loud because my joy takes up some of the space that would be spent by judgment and criticism. So just celebrating the doing is counteracting that voice that says, you're not good enough. You shouldn't be doing this. So if you're trying to think 
in yourself of if you've ever experienced something like imposter syndrome. There's a couple different ways this can show up. And some of the inner narratives that you might have heard or that you might have found yourself sitting with are feelings like if someone gives you a compliment or acknowledges you for something, you think, I don't really deserve that. It wasn't that hard of a task. Or they're just saying that to be nice. Or we can fixate on some of the things we're maybe still learning. And maybe it's almost like, you know, that phrase, fake it till you make it. Maybe it just feels like you're just faking it. And maybe you don't know if or don't feel like there's a sense you will make it despite evidence to the contrary. So let's say you're doing something and you're getting some recognition and maybe it's even being noticed by others and you're just having all of those self-doubting thoughts and you're not able to receive that recognition or hear it from others. And so you're dismissing yourself and you're sometimes dismissing those acknowledgements from other people, which can be really big points of connection. And if we really just take a step back and celebrate the small moments and the milestones that we are making, using just those small examples to say, maybe I don't have it all figured out, but I'm doing it and I'm here and that has to be good enough for right now. And I'm proud of myself. And so I'm really trying to change that. And I'm going to talk a lot about goals because I love talking about goals and it's a big part of my life these days. So one of the goals... And by the way, this podcast is one of those goals, so I'm sure I'll talk about that a lot. But one of the goals that I have this year is to celebrate more. And I'm really excited to do just that, to notice the smaller moments, because I don't want to wait for the big wins. I really appreciate the frailty of life and just how every day matters and every moment matters. And so finding and celebrating more often just feels like such a win. So that's kind of a thing I'm working on. And part of how I've been working to combat some of my own imposter syndrome, which I will have tons of through this process, is really by just celebrating every step that I am taking. And sometimes that can just be a day when I record something, even if it's not good, just recording something because I'm going to learn something from it or just have a bit more to go through, but I did it. And what my imposter syndrome wants me to do is not to do it. But if I never do, then I can never grow. And I want to grow more than I want to be comfortable. And so just by celebrating every little step I'm taking and just being proud of myself. And you know what? If I am faking it, then I guess I'm faking it well. And that means it's good enough for now. So I will have to accept that. And an interesting counter to the imposter syndrome is something called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And the Dunning-Kruger effect is basically where you overstate your knowledge or capability in something, even when there is no evidence that this is something you have any competency in. So an example of this, and I have many, but I'll share this one to start, is that I am a terrible plate stacker. Spatial awareness is not my area of expertise. I'm, I'm good at a lot of things. I don't have to be good at everything. And I am very bad at anything spatially oriented, but I love helping or I think I'm helping. <laughs> I love thinking that I'm helping is I think more accurately what is happening. I love thinking that I am helping. I love it so much. I take such joy in it. It, it gives me some good fulfillment of an inner narrative that I am a good person in the world and uh, gives me joy. But the thing is, sometimes I'm actually a terrible helper, not 
by design, but just by circumstance. So I'm helping or think I'm helping even when it's not helpful to other people. And an example of this, like I said, is plate stacking. So we'll go out for dinner and I've never been a server, probably for good reason. I have so much respect for servers and it is it is a hard job and it is not something that I think I can do, but I always want to help. And I remember a friend of mine who was a server sharing with me that it's always really helpful when people stack the plates so that a server can just collect the plates. And this just... It, it became a mission. I just always wanted to do it. And what I completely failed to recognize is that I have absolutely no spatial awareness of what that should look like and how the plates should be ordered. And I remember this one time in particular, we went out to a steakhouse and I get my baked potato with everything on the side. And so it comes with all these like really tiny little side plates that are like an inch large and there's multiple of them. And I remember stacking like my dinner plate and then all of my serving things on top of it, including all of these little one inch plates. And then I collected other people's plates and stacked them. And it was, it was a monstrosity. It was ridiculous. And it's to the misfortune of the many servers in my life who've had just the most pleasant demeanors to a disaster created for them, which can only feel like a setup for failure. And I, I think I remember one time one of the servers even saying, oh boy, at the stacking job I did. And I'm also a very clumsy person and I should just know that this isn't helping. That me helping is by not stacking right now. And in this moment, my desire to help means not touching anything. But it just doesn't occur to me. And I continue to do it even though I'm, I know I'm not good at it and I'm really trying to break out of this habit, but my urge to help kicks in and just completely takes over. So that's an example of a, a real world scenario of the Dunning-Kruger effect in practice because I way overstate my stacking capabilities and it is disastrous at best and I just have no business doing that and yet I persist. And it's really funny because when I think about all of the times I have shown up overconfident to things that I really had no business doing, then questioned myself or doubted myself or sometimes even excluded myself from putting my hand up because I've been worried about my inner narrative and that imposter syndrome. I think about how many opportunities have just passed me by. And when I really slow down and reflect on what's at stake and what the worst that could happen is when I confront that imposter syndrome. What I can see is that the only thing it's taking away from me is my willingness and my courage to try new things and to do new things, including this podcast. And so even though it feels so scary and so exposing and so vulnerable, I also don't have anything to lose. Check out the concept segment if you want to learn more about this or the practice segment if you want to know of some tools you can use. And this episode is going to have a special bonus, so feel free to check that out too. Please like, follow, and leave a five-star review if you're enjoying this. Thanks for being part of this journey with me. This is Lil, and you're listening to Lil on Life. 
If you'd like to reach out, you can get me on my Gmail at lilonlifepod at gmail.com. That's lil with one L on lifepod at gmail.com or on my socials, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok at lilonlifepod. Lil on Life podcast is produced by Brando and Company. You can find his work on Instagram at Brandon Allen. Lil on Life is a big B and little L collaboration. Opinions expressed in this podcast are my own and may not reflect those of my employers. If you or someone you know is in danger, please dial 911. In Canada, if you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, call or text 988. Support is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Once again, that number is 988.